Welcome to Interrevolutionary Radio with your host, Helen Hillix. I'm Todd Benton, your co-host. Today's topic, Interrevolutionary Radio's final show helps us face our regrets. As Interrevolutionary Radio comes to a close, yes, this is our final broadcast, we're taking stock of what we have and haven't accomplished over these past four years. We've interviewed some amazing guests. We've addressed important issues, the personal, the political, the shocking, and the hopeful. But we have also missed opportunities, topics we didn't cover, guests we didn't get to interview, listeners we didn't reach. Now, time has run out, and we feel regret. Many of us feel the same way about our lives. Some of us meant to call into this radio show and didn't. Some of us have remained silent about injustice in our world. Or we told ourselves we were too busy to call a suffering friend. Or we didn't protect a child who we suspected was being abused or neglected. What opportunities have we missed? What has that taught us? How can we live differently now? Here's an opportunity you don't have to miss. Tune in, call in, and let's all gain greater wisdom. Helen? Yay, Todd. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. It makes me want to cry, honestly. Uh, it's funny. I, I haven't had any sad feelings, really. Not, not sad feelings, exactly. But I feel sad that this is our last show. But I feel excited that it's our last show also. Um, and I love the topic. You know, I love the topic of missed opportunities and regrets. And we're not talking about regrets about things that you have done and regret. We're talking about things that you have not done and that you regret not doing or not making the effort to do. And I know we can all relate to this. You and I spoke a little earlier about ways that this has shown up in our lives. And sure, I, I love that one example you gave. Why don't you share the one that came up? Oh, sure. Well, one example I thought of was um, after I finished college, I wanted to go on. This is after I was in career life for quite a while. And there was, uh, I wanted to apply to the master's program at the Media Lab at MIT. Now, I was not like a straight A student. And definitely, I majored in radio and television. I wasn't like the prime candidate for the media lab, but I felt totally inspired. I went there, I checked it out. I felt totally just motivated to apply and, and to go for it. And I did, and I didn't get accepted. And yeah, I was disappointed, but I felt, you know, what felt good about that was, was really going for it and doing all I could to get accepted and, you know, completing the application process, going out there, you know, visiting Cambridge, Massachusetts, just the whole process was really rewarding and meeting people. And it even, you know, we got to interview Elliot, who, <laughs> Elliot Hedman, who was, you know, was a student at the Media Lab. So that was kind of cool. And the point of that is not a regret that I have, but like what it's like when you go for it and you don't, um, when you, when you go after it. And even if you don't achieve the goal, you still, I don't know, there's something about that. And, so I wanted, we wanted to start the show with that to kind of juxtapose what it's like and how we feel when we, we want to do something and we don't go for it. We just stop ourselves for some reason. Oh, I'll never make it or I'll never get accepted or whatever it might be. Well, you know, I, I love that example. And I, it, it triggered something in me that when Beth decided that she could not do the radio show anymore and, you know, she was asking 
I can't remember if she asked who wanted to do it or who could do it or how that came about, but I know that you and I were volunteered to do the job. We and volunteered. <laughs> what do you mean we were volunteered? <laughs> we volunteered. I, you know, it's, you a, don't it's, remember a, it's exactly a wonderful, yeah, it's a wonderful memory. I, I remember uh, volunteering to, to try it out. Right. Course, oh, yeah. Is, you weren't as quite as welcoming of the idea as I was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, like, I'm, I'm so glad that this is not an opportunity that I missed. Yes. Because I could have gone with my resistance and said, no, I, I don't really want to do that. It's a lot of work and blah, blah, blah. But I didn't. I said, let's, you know, I'll give it a try. And I'm so glad I did because I know that it helped me grow exponentially in so many ways. And I'm very grateful for having had the opportunity. And I'm grateful to my ego for not being so overwhelmingly dominating that it kept me from taking it on. So, um, but at the same time, I think that I do regret not taking it on even more. I, I think there were probably people out there that I would like to have interviewed that I didn't go after. And I probably will not have a chance to interview those people ever. So I, I do have regrets that I didn't take it on more fully than I did. Uh, but I am grateful that I took it on as much as I did. How about you? Yeah, I mean, there were other people that I wanted to bring on the show, some of which I, you know, uh, I didn't go after. Um, I was just, I just didn't. And there are other, you know, I know there were probably more ways that we, that I could have uh, promoted our show um, and, you know, increase the listenership. I don't know if it would have increased the listenership. There were, there were probably, I'm, I'm sure there were more things I could have done to help that and just invested more of myself into the show. And, uh, you know, I have some regret about that. It's, you know, it's, I, I just think it was such a great show and it's to me, you know, to put so much heart and soul into it, to find guests and, and have these really wonderful guests and just not have, you know, the, the maximum <laughs> amount of listeners that we could have, you know, that to me is, you know, is, is a regret, is a disappointment. And, you know, I think it's hard for us in a way because our founder of the innerrevolution.org is Beth Green, a.k.a. Granny Rocks. And Beth always takes on everything 100%. She, yeah. she doesn't have regrets the way we do because she goes all out whenever she commits herself to doing something. And Granny Rocks is an example of that. She decided she wanted to try to have a music career after 58 years of disability and inability to play music. She began uh, composing and playing music, and, and she's done uh, several really powerful events, uh, Granny Rock's experiences, and that music has now become integrated into a lot of things that we do. But I, I just see her going for it, and she's been very inspirational. I, it, it only is a negative thing if I compare myself to her. But if I use her as an inspiration, then I, I know that I have a lot less missed opportunities than I would have had if I didn't know Beth. And one of the things I wanted to mention today is that on December 17th, uh, we are going to have a broadcast of, a podcast of uh, The Gift of Peace, which is 
beautiful, peaceful music and very timely for the holiday season. And if you can just go to our website at theinnerrevolution.org under upcoming events when we have that organized where you can listen to that podcast. Uh, you can find it there. And I'm very excited about that. And we will be we will be having other uh, podcasts continue to be broadcast, and we'll let you know that also on our website. And I see that we have a caller on hold, Lizzie in Eugene, Oregon. Hi, Helen. Hi, Todd. Uh, hi. Hi. Um, yeah, so I want to thank you guys and everybody, uh, Chris and, of course, Beth and James, who have put so much time and energy into the show. Um I'm really sad to see it go, but, uh, you know, at the same time, evolving onto other things. Um, one of the things that I've noticed that I still do that I regret is seizing those small moments of being able to connect with somebody. It could be a total stranger, but I'm so on a track of getting something done that I don't pause long enough to be like, well, say hi to that person or you know, somehow connect. Um, who, you know, I, I've heard Beth talk about she could be on the phone with somebody and how she just connects. Or I've been with her out in public and she just walks by a total stranger and just somehow just magically connects to somebody. And it's so sweet. And it's like, you know, to really try and want to, I want to develop the ability to share what it is that I'm doing that I'm passionate about um, especially about the innerrevolution.org, about fighting for a world that needs to be the people on the earth. And who knows what conversations or shifts might happen if I would just pause when I hear this little voice saying, hey, wait, stop, talk to that person, and I ignore it. Instead of ignoring it, just go towards it and figure out what to say. Um, you know, you know, I, I don't I know. Lo- yeah, go ahead. I, I, well, I, I really appreciate what you're saying, Lizzie, because... I think you're talking about the broader issue that that is good to come up on this call, which is about meeting the needs of humanity and the earth. And that's what the, uh, the inner revolution is all about, you know, is meeting the needs of the earth and humanity. And you're talking about the basic need to connect and relate to one another. And that basic need le- leads to that feeling of belonging and needs, leads to that feeling of being loved and connected and relaxed on the earth as a human being. And we all have that as a basic need, don't we? Yes. But, but our society... That, it's like, it's wonderful. I'm so glad that yeah, our society doesn't foster that. No, our society tells us that it's all about making money. And it's all yeah. about work. It's all about work, work, work. And of course, uh, you know, I, most of us were brought up that way, that getting the job done was the most important thing. And that anything else was secondary. And so that's, that's, our, that's the way we've been brainwashed is, you know, make money, make money, make money. And, of course, we don't get to keep most of the money that's made. It goes to the upper 1%. But nonetheless, you're such a perfect example of in, in real time talking about how many missed opportunities we have because of the way our society brainwashes us out of focusing on the yeah. things that really matter and that really make us feel happy. So yeah. thank you so much you know, for bringing I, I, that up. Yeah, you're welcome. You know, I still feel, you know, we all feel the need to, you know, make money and pay our bills and such. But, you know, I think if we all just had a different attitude of, okay, 
well, yeah, you know, I'm going to get it done. I'll do it right. But do I have to be so driven to work 12 hours to get something done? Whereas, you know, let's really look at things. And it's like, well, does it have to be 12 hours? <laughs> well, and, we and there's another great, great topic that you're bringing up because you mentioned that you want to talk to people, especially about the inner revolution, but I'm sure that part of what happens is that you've already worked, you know, 10 or 12 hours, and then your mind says, I don't want to work anymore, and it's going to be work talking to this person about the inner rev, rather than saying, you know what, I, I just need to connect because I need to regenerate, and regeneration happens when I connect to people. And I don't have to think of it as I'm doing outreach 24-7. Got to do outreach, got to do outreach, got to do outreach. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. a natural function of connecting to people. And if there's an opening, you know, if you're guided to, that will come up in a natural way and you don't have to feel pressured to do it. But but our minds tell us it's just another job. That's so true. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, and even if it's not talking about the, the inner revolution at org, you know, just like at the gym, how, you know, growing up, people did not have cell phones. We didn't have um, headphones on and such, and we don't connect. Right. Um, like we used to, or just, you know, sitting on the bus traveling somewhere or something, and or being on a plane, so many of us are on the computers or on our phones and not connecting to others, and... You know, I think what I regret is not saying, excuse me, I don't want to talk to you. Would you put your phone down? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I think you're speaking about the regrets that are going to be happening of a whole generation of people. Oh, yeah. Not not just yourself, but the whole generation and, and more than one generation of people now are being completely raised on social media and, you know, the internet and the smartphones. And I am guilty of it myself. And I'm 68 years old. You know, I'm like immature in that way. I've started out with the teenagers. I mean, it's so easy to get hooked on that and to do exactly as you're saying, to miss those opportunities. Mm So thank you so much for calling in. We have another You're caller, Trace, Tracy from Phoenix. Is, anything else you wanted to say, Lizzie, or did you you get what you needed? I got, that's, I got what I needed, and just thank you all, and love you guys. Okay, love you too. Thank Bye. you. Before, Bye. before we go on to Tracy, I'd like to give the call-in number for those people that we give an opportunity. If we don't give them the number, they're not going to be able to call in. So it's 1-866-472-5788. That's Please give us a call. Thank you, Todd. And Tracy, welcome. Hi. Hey, Helen. Hey, Todd. Hey. Hey. Tell us about your missed opportunities and your regrets. Yeah. Well, I would say um, uh, mine is really about staying small. You know, I think it relates to what Lizzie was saying about not connecting with people, but I think it's not just in that circumstance. It's like um, anything that seems like a challenge, you know, outside my comfort zone, it's like, oh, I can't do that. There's this self-talk of, like, you can't, you know, it's too hard, it's too scary, blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, what a waste of time, you know, and life in not confronting things and I heard what you said earlier about Granny and how, you know, what she, how inspiring she is, and, and she just goes for it. You know, it's like she's driven from that inner 
sense of like, this is what needs to be done. And she doesn't let anything stop her. So I would say that I've spent a, a lot or if not most of my life letting nothing really stop me but my own mind. Mm-hmm. The mind is a powerful thing. It can be used in, in ways to help us, and it can be used in ways that do not help us. And, you know, God help us. We all do that ladder. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like the, a weapon. Uh, S-H-I-T, we, we tell yeah. ourselves. <laughs> yeah. You know, Tracy, I bet you're a hardworking person. Uh, and it's so interesting that... And Lizzie, too, the former caller, you know, she was talking about how hard she works. And if we allowed ourselves to use that hardworking energy applied to other areas, there's no telling what we could do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Isn't I that true? Stopping myself sometimes, I think. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Well, and I think I do work hard, but yeah, not in the right way or even maybe for the right things or I get stuck and then it's like you look up and wake up and you're like what what have I even done you know of value it's like that's that's why it's a regret because there's so you know there's so much going on in the world and there's so many ways we can help each one of us every day has an opportunity you know how can I help like Beth had said that before that's what she thinks like how can I help it's like well if I'm too busy worrying about my fear or stopping myself like I'm I'm not being helpful in a way I could you know so I relate to what you're saying. I, I've heard you actually say this before, that you have a young daughter, right? Yeah. And and you were saying, you know, I don't want my daughter, when she's older, to come to me and say, what did you do to try to stop climate change and make the world a better place, Mom? Yeah. And that's what you're talking about, you know, is the the... The not wanting to, when you're older, even next week, you know, to say, (laughs) you know, to to say, what did I do? What did I do to help? And did I take the opportunity to help? You know, it's, it's one of those things at the end of our lives. I can't remember where I saw this, but, you know, are we going to regret not watching more TV? Mm -hmm. Or are are we going to regret, you know, not not doing whatever we could, taking those opportunities to make a difference and, and to get beyond our fear. It's not even getting beyond our fear. It's just doing it anyway, isn't it? Right. Right. Yeah, and I think Granny has said, you know, or Beth has said, uh, it's the, the caring that can help us through that. You know, the caring can be greater than that fear. Yes, yes, that the caring about other people and making a difference in the world can motivate us through our fear, you know, to move through it to the other side. So thank you very much for, for calling, yeah. and thank, thank you for bringing Thanks. up that topic. And we've got Amy now in San Diego. So thank you, Tracy. Thank you both, and thanks for all your work on the show and for caring about people to put this content out for everyone. Oh, thanks. My Wait. pleasure, <laughs> our pleasure. It's been an honor. <laughs> so welcome, Amy. Thank you. Well, I realized there was a way to get on this call because so often I say I can't because something that's in place and I realized I could take an hour out and then go back to my work. So I'm so happy that you did. Me too. So that's actually not a regret other than the fact that I don't do that more often. 
it's right. so easy to say I can't because, for me to say I can't because. And it's usually avoiding, I'm not sure partially what Tracy said too, but uh, wanting to avoid discomfort, other people's reactions if they're going to be possibly negative. And that I can see regretting not having been myself and out there with people and looking for what impact I could make on them rather than being worried about what they're going to say or do. And to be willing to stand for what I think is important and to have conversations that are not the norm, such as um, Beth Green's uh, post about uh, the sexual abuse and looking at it from the perspective of what's happening to men, whereas everywhere else I look, it's people pointing fingers. Right, um, right. Can we, can we back up a minute? And yeah, do, maybe do I have topic. Your, do I have your permission to uh, say something that I'm getting? Oh, sure. Well, I think so. <laughs> I'll know after. Um, well, I think that you represent all of us in, in the way that you regret. Well, I think your biggest regret, Amy, is that you regret not coming to your senses sooner, so to speak, about the fact that you can be different, that you don't have to be so reactive. And I think this is, again, something that we all struggle with, is that we wish we hadn't wasted so many years being reactive. Yes, I would say that. And then the impact it's had on my family, who are sometimes afraid to say things to me because they're afraid of that reactivity. Yes. And that happens with other people, particularly those I know really well, even those who are very supportive and loving, that I know that there's that concern and fear because I've been told that. Yes, and I regret yes. that I can't trust myself in situations not to do that at times. Yes, yes, and that you, that you haven't practiced that because, you, you know, you fell into that, what you were saying before about I can't. You know, right. I can't do it. I, I can't. I can't regulate my energy. I can't regulate my reactivity. Um, right. When when I know you can and are so much more now. But yeah. I, I wanted to bring that up because it's kind of the other side of what you were saying about, you know, you don't say things because you're afraid of other people's reactions. Yeah, you it know, kind of goes both oh, ways, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, you don't say things because you're afraid of your own reactions. Right, after theirs. <laughs> exactly, and, and they're afraid of your reactions. And so I wanted to bring that up because I feel like this is a major regret that many of us humans have, whether yeah. it's regretting a pattern of reactivity, and, and mostly it's that. And then reactivity can look all different ways. You know, I, I've been very reactive to my husband and been judgmental instead of being loving and compassionate. And it has damaged him. It's damaged our marriage. And I'm so grateful that I'm really working through that now. And I know he regrets his reactivity in a different way and on and on. And yeah, that, you know, and that, I have to this, also remember, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, that, um, one of the things I've learned in the innerrevolution.org is to have compassion because without that, um, there's just constant self-recrimination. Yes, yes, um, which is another great topic. I didn't, what's that? 
Well, that's another great topic that that Todd and I both wanted to bring up is about that that a great regret we have, and I'm so glad you brought it up right then because it's so perfect, is brutalizing ourselves. Yeah, and then a similar lack of compassion for everybody else. So (laughs) it makes for a fun time all around. Um, right, right. And it fits into the world because we're yeah. all being brutalized by the corporations all the time. We're being brutalized in that we work too much. We don't have time to regenerate. People don't have health insurance. We don't get our needs met. You know, So we are constantly right. feeling brutalized and we in turn brutalize ourselves and each other. Yeah. And so so and thank you very go. much for bringing up that point. Okay. Well, the last thing is I have to uh, have compassion for the fact that I didn't have access to what I now have to make it possible to be less reactive. You know, a whole, well, a whole series of supports that I didn't have and that realize I'm, I'm still practicing. And as Beth says, you practice to find out where your weaknesses are. Exactly. You know, rather exactly. than to get it right. And I agree with you about having compassion that, you know, we all are doing the best we can if we could do better, we would. And in the past, if we could have done better, we would have. Nobody sets out to do, oh, I think I'll do a half job today. Or you know, that's, my, that's my goal. Job. <laughs> exactly. That, that's my goal, you know, is I, I don't want to do... I don't want to do a great job today. I think I'll just do a mediocre job. Nobody sets yeah. out to do that. Um, well, so we've got to have compassion. Okay. Roy, I'll just finish it. Thank goodness that uh, Granny Rocks or Beth Green has a whole um, amends process because at least um, in the face of regrets, there are things we can clean up through that process. Absolutely. And so we don't and, have and to stay regretful of certain things. Right. We don't have to stay regretful. I'm glad you brought that up also because that... It, that is found in our Living with Reality book, which which Beth wrote, you know, years ago, and you can receive as a free download at the innerrevolution.org. And it's a wonderful 688-page encyclopedia <laughs> of human behavior. And at the back of the book, there are many tools, and the amends process is one of those tools. And you're so right, Amy, that although we all have tons of regrets and missed opportunities that we can make amends to ourselves and to others for the impact of those missed opportunities and those regrets about what we have and have not done. So, you know, you brought up a whole bunch of issues that, you know, the, and I want to go back to the brutalization for just a moment because mm-hmm. we've got to stop brutalizing ourselves in terms of, all the behaviors that are self-destructive, addiction, whether it's food or sex or alcohol or drugs or whatever, and they're just rampant in our society now. We've got to stop brutalizing ourselves in order to be strong enough to come together to fight for getting our needs met. So this this whole topic of what do we regret and, and the missed opportunities really fits into the thrust of our mission statement about meeting the needs of humanity and we can't do it if we are still being brutalized and if we're still brutalizing ourselves so thank you so much for your call amy and bringing up those important principles that we really are dedicated passionately dedicated to working toward resolving and we have another caller on yeah well thank you all too and i'm going to miss this show thank you so much thank you you, amy love you too bye-bye welcome rose 
Hi, Helen. Hi, Todd. Hey, Rose. You guys are so great. Thank you so much for having this topic and the radio show for four years. We've really learned a lot. Um, this topic, I tell you, I spent time in my life not wanting to look at regrets as real. You know, like uh, I will convince myself that I, I have no regret about this or that by the way I perceive it. Um, so I appreciate a topic where I can look at it because it's not even true for one thing and I don't learn anything from believing that. So um, the, the, I, I was thinking about this, that the main thing that comes to mind for me is uh, similar to what people have said already. I love what people have said, but um, in, the, in the way I don't believe in myself. I grew up not believing in myself, and that, that means I won't talk to people. I won't make that connection like Lizzie talked about, and um, you know, I won't try to do something about the world that needs me anyway. It needs every, we need everybody, and I don't, I don't treat the world that way. But also, I, I believe the, the big thing was I, I let myself think I wasn't creative. And if I had believed I was creative, I, I think I could have been more connecting uh, in a creative way. I could have, um, you know, I would have danced longer. I, I, I would have just thought of myself differently, thought of the world differently, and related to it. Through creativity. So thank God <laughs> that Beth has brought that um, lesson to us and, and I'm learning more and more about that in myself and in how the world looks. And how are you using the, the concept of creativity? I'm well, so glad you asked that. I had the same exact question. <laughs> well, for one thing, I creatively move now. I got back into movement. And so I'm being more creative in a moving way with my husband. And um, so it's opening up a element of our life that was really kind of shut down. Um, I don't know what else to say about that, but, uh, you know, it's a, that's one way. But I think creatively I, I look to connect with people now in a more creative way instead of just letting things go by. Like I just left the hardware store and there was two girls to choose from at the counter and I chose the one and I said to the other, I only chose her, I really like red hair, you know, I mean, I explained, you know, I just connected and said what was happening in my mind and let that out instead of, um, you know, just holding that back. And all it was was just a way of sharing myself, you know. Can I, can I stop you just for a second? Because I want to add in about creativity. This is another thing that the interrevolution.org has been working diligently on for the last few months, uh, you know, and has made an incredible difference in all of our lives. And it's about the, the willingness and the dedication to be guided in what we do rather than to behave from old patterns and behaviors and beliefs and opinions. And that's the difference between acting creatively and just going along with the status quo. And, you know, you were talking about movement and so forth, but it's much more than what we typically think of as creative in terms of the arts. It's not about movement or dance or painting or the visual arts or music even. It's about approaching life from an open stance and an open heart in which we can be guided as to how to respond instead of responding habitually like we always do. 
And, you know, that's what you're talking about, you know, is applying that intuitively guided movement with your husband rather than just sitting down together and watching a movie or whatever habit you guys were in. And it doesn't have to be dance, though. It could be just talking if that's what you're guided to do, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I when I said movement with my husband, I didn't mean that we, you know, took up the tango. We, <laughs> you know, I mean, we... <laughs> Though that wouldn't be all bad. (laughs) Although that would not be bad, but we connected on a deeper level, you know, like a nonverbal communication through touch and um, made, you know, it just changed the way we were feeling about each other. And, uh, you know, it it certainly can grow from there. Um, But I appreciate what you're saying about the guided part because life as a creativity is like getting in touch with that creative, the, the universe is creative, right? So if we're in touch with that, then it flows out of us and, and, you know, the world just occurs completely differently. And uh, like you say, breaking those patterns of behavior would have had me just not speak to that gal. Just, you know, give me my receipt, you know? <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> Rose, that's awesome. And we have like a couple calls on I callers know. on hold now, and I think another one's calling in. So <laughs> thanks for everything. I'm you guys so are, excited are awesome. about all the callers, and I want to thank you all so much. Please be patient with us um, because I don't want to skip over the important issues that are being discussed with each caller. And yes. I, I do want to emphasize how our openness to creativity in approaching life in general is going to help us avoid so many missed opportunities and, and uh, regrets. And it's yeah. one of the, the main tools we have in approaching life differently is that creative outlook. So I didn't want to let that go. And thank you so much for calling in, Rose. And we've got Chris from Los Angeles is the first caller. And then we have Luann calling in from Oregon, and Irene from Escondido. So we will get to all of you, but let's start with Chris. Thank you. What a great show. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm really, my heart feels really open after listening to um, Rose speak and, and the interchange that you just have. Cool. Thank um, you. Thank you. Yeah. So when i when I just follow up on what you were just sharing, Helen, about approaching life differently really helps us avoid regrets you know i I want to share something that happened today. I just started a new job seven months ago, and the first couple of months were kind of rocky and for a variety of reasons and um, my boss's boss you know at the outset was a little bit sketchy about whether or not I would cut it, and I just kept being guided you know through doing work. Um, in the inner rev and doing work with Beth Green um, to just be myself and to just put out what my needs were and to stop trying to play a role. And so I just started being more myself. And fast forward today, um, I had a I had some feedback that I've now become um, one of my boss's boss's favorite people. And, you know, what I've done is do things I do with, like, my friends, like, you know, how are you, heart, heart, you know, or, you know, I'm just like just myself. I, I'm not trying to play a role, and, and I'm in a corporate job in um, a pretty conservative industry, and I've just started being myself. And it's, I think if there's anything that I would say that I have regrets about is that I spent so many years trying to be someone else or trying to figure out what other people would want me to be for me to fit in. 
And whether that was trying to look sexy or trying to still look youthful and sexy or, you know, trying so hard to be the smartest person in the world, you know, and to prove that somehow I really mattered, you know, that my presence would be considered, you know, indispensable, all of those things. Um, and, of course, what was, the, what was the outcome of that? Right. Well, that's what I was just going to say. I mean, I just, all of those things ending in, you know, me feeling empty and, you know, having unfulfilling connections with people. And, like, really I lived in a delusional place where either I thought that I had achieved some status or I was constantly anxious that I hadn't, you know, achieved the status that I thought I had to have. And just a lot of pain, a lot of loneliness. Yeah, a lot of missed opportunities to relate to people. Mm-hmm. And, missed yeah. opportunity, and missed opportunities to develop yourself and and your gifts as a creative person in terms of creative in terms of relating to people and doing your job from an intuitive intuitively guided place mm-hmm. so yeah i can i can totally feel that and i i i am that me too I, yeah. i was just going to say that yeah that very much i think it's uh you know such a wide uh or common issue for people to to you know, go toward what they think is going to make them fit in or be liked, instead of really following that inner, inner wisdom and that inner guidance. Mm-hmm. And going all the way back to when we're children, you know, we we are so taught to behave in a particular way instead of be who we are. So, you know, most of us carry that lifetime of of missed opportunities and regrets of expressing who we really are. And that's what I feel is the core of what you're sharing, Chris, is the regret of not expressing who you really are. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like the damage I've done to myself, it's not, you know, no one did that to me, right? It was the damage I did to myself. I yes. didn't know better, you know, but it, I Of course. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for calling in, and thank you so much for the work that you're doing to change that now so that you don't have further regrets, right? That's all we can do. Yeah, and thank you. I love you all. I love Love you, you. too. Okay, bye. And I just want to throw in that, you know, in Alcoholics Anonymous, they have a, a phrase about making a living amends is often the only kind of amends that we can make to ourselves and to the world, and that is just being different from here on out. You know, there's no way to do anything about the past. We can use our living with reality amends tool, but the major way is to be different from here on out, and that's making a living amends. I'm so with you, and I think before we uh, invite Luann on, um, I just wanted to echo that, that, you know, the way we are able to touch people going forward from what we learn about ourselves and what didn't work, you know, we can be a blessing by just applying that simple shift uh, i mean it's not easy <laughs> but it's you know that simple. simple yeah it is it's simple it's like let's just follow that inner voice that inner uh not the ego voice <laughs> right but that other you know voice the intuitive connection to the higher consciousness voice exactly yes and i i like what you're saying todd that you know we we can turn all of these missed opportunities and regrets into being a blessing to the world if we learn from them. You know, that is really the only qualifier here is that it's, it's not a waste. 
if you learn from it and become a blessing to the world. So speaking of blessings to the world, let's listen to Luann from Eugene, Oregon. Welcome, Luann. Hello. Hello. Um, uh, the one that what you were talking about with Chris earlier, that's the same kind mm-hmm. of stuff that I regret. When I was younger, I didn't major in what I wanted to major in for college because I was mm-hmm. told it wouldn't, you know, I'd, it'd go nowhere and all that stuff because it was art. So now... Yeah. I guess I've been expressing my creativity a little more since uh, I went to the retreat. So there's still. What have you been doing? (laughs) There's still time. What have you been doing? Yeah. Well, I'm playing more music, and I actually wrote that song because I never wrote a song before that the retreat last year. So, and I've been drawing like for the past week. So that's different. I used to draw every day when I was a kid. Wow. That's awesome. And, and, and you I know, you know, I can't help but make the connection that I wonder if uh, drawing and and creating music and all of that is helping open you up so that you could call us today. That's strengthening Probably. you, strengthening the real you so that you can reach out to the world more. Would you say that's true? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to use my drawing to hide. Because I would just go in my room. Yeah, not anymore. Right, right. But today you're using your drawing as a way to strengthen yourself to be out in the world more and to help others. So that's mm-hmm. that's amazing and wonderful. And thank you so much for doing it. And uh, mm-hmm. keep it up. Keep up the good work. And you're an inspiration to all of us. She's also writing, thank you. too. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah. Luann? <laughs> yes. Cool. I'm writing. Well, thank too. you so much for calling in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thank just you. I just want to say that so many people, you know, deny that they've got all these wonderful gifts and because they were told they couldn't or they shouldn't or it wasn't going to be lucrative to do so. And everybody has some kind of creative something inside them, whether it's the way they speak or the way they make chili or, you know, the way they raise children or, or drawing or whatever it is, you know, we're all creative and we need to let it out. And uh, I'm so happy that Luann called. So next we have Anne in Fallbrook. Okay. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Uh, Thank you. Um, So regrets. Yeah. I've, I have a few. I think that's a song. Um, <laughs> like, that sounded familiar. It's uh, definitely um, a song. Um, so, one of them, I noticed, actually, it was funny, right before I was where I was trying to call in, I was, like, scrambling, trying to listen live so that I could catch up because I hadn't been able to catch the beginning. And um, it's like, oh, I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. I, I can't call in unless I know what else has been said or... You know, what if the topic's different? And so, but I couldn't, like, listen from anywhere else, so I realized I had to just call in. And that reminded me that something that I have as a regret is, like, missed opportunities from thinking I had to be, like, more prepared or know more or something before I could, like, take action. Mm. That, that is such a great one, Anne. <laughs> yeah. Such a great one. Is I'm not ready. 
I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that responsibility. That is the human yeah. refrain, isn't it? Yeah, right. <laughs> Somebody else must be better equipped for that task. Exactly. Um, or prepared. <laughs> or even if they are, I, I sure can't. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> even if there isn't anybody else, I certainly <laughs> should not have to do that. <laughs> so that kind of gave me a chuckle, but you know, it's it's painful too because I am starting to um, break through that, and I am finding out, you know, how much more fun and interesting um, life is, and how much more I can learn from, you know, trying things out and just making mistakes and living <laughs> uh, and contributing learning as and leading. Right. Yeah, learning, learning as you as go. go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I I really love that whole idea of not being ready to take things on in our minds. You know, we're not ready mm-hmm. and like you said, you know, you're you're making yourself kind of go ahead and do it and make mistakes. And the whole mm-hmm. the word mistakes just triggered something in my mind that we in our society are taught that mistakes are bad. Mm. So true. You know, we are, mm-hmm. you know, you you make mistakes on your test and you get a red mark and a demerit. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and so, you know, uh, and drugs are are a, you know, you're a bad person if you do drugs rather than, you know, that's a mistake that you can yeah. learn by. And all wow. we're supposed to be making mistakes because life is all about evolution, but that is not the way we're raised. And you know that is a. I'm so glad you brought that up mm-hmm. because it's an, such yeah. an important concept that we're here to make mistakes. Yeah, we're here to make right. mistakes, and the mm-hmm. and if we can have that attitude and teach our children that attitude, then think how they will not be regretting the way you are regretting what they didn't do because they will go ahead and do it because mistakes are wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mistakes are there mm-hmm. to, be lear- to be learned from. Right. Oh, so true. Good. I'll remember that more in my class. I remember I heard about a teacher. I, you know, I have a teacher who said, or, or even in trainings, I think someone said, your job today is to make a mistake. You know, I want to hear about it. and let's, let's all talk about how we learn from it. So, you know, it just opens that up to that learning process. And build that culture in the classroom. Yeah, so, I I, I forgot more of that. I forgot the woman's name. Maybe Todd will remember. He he recommended that I look up this teacher, and she approaches projects with her classes as projects that she doesn't know a thing about either. And so uh, they they go in. They pick a topic that she doesn't know anything about, and they all approach it together. Uh, and I know. Yeah, so rather than going in with, you know, being the expert and knowing everything, and then she's totally with right there with them exploring whatever it is together. I just thought that was so awesome. Yeah, and I I think that addresses addresses this whole thing of mistakes because there are no mistakes in that kind of paradigm. There are no mistakes. You're all just learning together, trying on different things. So anyway, we've got two more callers, and we've only got 10 minutes left. So uh, thank you so much, Ann. You brought up some great things, and we love you. you And and we're going on to Irene now. Thanks. Love you, too. Thanks, Ann. Welcome, Irene. Can you hear me? Yes. 
Oh, good, because I got to. Anyway, um, this is the perfect time. And I love um, the pattern that's, that's coming up. And uh, for me, I was born into a family that was very well organized, but everything was already known. Everything was, uh, was, you know, there was a schedule to follow. There were rules to follow. And um, if you broke the rules, there were consequences. And then I went on to an education that I remember we had an art class in the fourth grade. And we did it with a ruler. And you just followed the directions. And when it finished, you had a sailboat. And that was art. <laughs> So uh, it's so my, my my striving always was to learn all the rules and be good at following them, and then I would be loved and cared for, and um, and so I had to compete, you know, to learn the rules and to produce. But it was always to produce something that was already known. So uh, now I'm. 80, and uh, I'm in a wonderful environment where creativity is is so fostered, and I uh, I am just loving what I what I did that was creative in my life. Mostly was cooking. That was the one area where I could create and be artistic. But um, at any rate, here where I live, which is in a senior community. We just, for example, had an art expression three-hour class this morning, and um, and we were to draw something, and uh, I drew an experience I had at the retreat we just had where uh, I was told just to look, so I chose to go into a corral with a horse and a um, goats, and I thought I was going to look at them, and what happened was they came over to me because they wanted to be petted and held and hold me and lick me and <laughs> and, and uh, chew my hair, and I was sitting there surrounded by these animals that were just um, just getting as close to me as possible, and looking up at this gorgeous oak tree, and uh, my direction. You know what? Were, I, I've got to stop you because we've only got like three minutes left, and we've got another caller. So, um, I I really feel like the essence of what you had to say, you said, which is that you started life, living life by a ruler. And that yeah. is on, on many levels, you know, God, your parents, and the actual ruler on the piece of paper. And now you are learning finally at the age of 80 to live life creatively, and that is just do what you're guided to do. And you're, and you're, and you're flourishing in it. I'm thriving, yes. Yes, yes. you're yes. thriving. So thank, thank you so much for calling, Irene. We love you, and we've got to get on to Mary Chris in Portland, Oregon. Hi. Hi, Hi, Helen. I've got about and, two minutes, and, Mary Chris. I'm sorry oh, to squeeze okay. you in. Okay. But... Well, I'll just, I'll just condense it then. Love the show, you guys. And I really love and relate to everything that I've heard today from all the other callers. And um, my, my um, 
regret that I want to share is that um, I withdraw so easily. You know, the soonest, as soon as I discover I've been slighted or somebody has not treated me in a way I want to be treated or some, you know, I invent something, I completely withdraw from them and the world. And I, I do it so quickly and it is a lost opportunity to continue to learn and relate with people. And I'm just really starting now to see the full scope of it. Um, so I, I'm, I'm recovering from all that and at the same time um, diving deeper into creativity. So it's a, just a wonderful journey and I, um, I'm really glad to be on it. Well, thank so, you so much, that's Mary. My little contribution. I, I, it's so interesting. I feel like we've come full circle because I think we started out with talking about lost connections. And we're ending up talking about lost connections, and that is because it's one of our major regrets in life is lost connections. So I'm so glad you called in, and thank you for sharing so vulnerably, and uh, good for you that you're working your way through it. And one of our major needs, one of our major needs, too, is that need for connection, and um we have a couple minutes left, so <laughs> we well, don't have I anything wanna, you want to talk wanna, about. Yeah. yeah, I want to summarize and thank okay. our, you know, our audience and everything. So, Mary, Chris, thank you so much for calling in. We love you, and keep up the good work. Love you, too. Thank you. Okay. Right. Bye. 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 So, you know, we've got two minutes left. I just, I want to say thank you to all of our callers. I feel so loved and supported today. We didn't have to think of a thing to say because we could have talked about this topic for about three days, it seems. And uh, the callers were wonderful and gave us lots of good information so that we could really relate to one another and to our audience. And I want to thank you, Todd. It's been a pleasure working with you over these last months. And, uh, you know, I love you. And I've just had a ball doing the show with you. I feel so supported by you. And I want to thank Matt, our uh, our Engineer. engineer, who's been so good to us and so calming. And to Voice America for being such wonderful, a wonderful platform for our show uh, we are very grateful to Jeff Spinard and the other leaders in the in the organization who have made it possible for us to, and Randy Jackman is it who yeah. um, is the head of the engineers. Anyway, everybody's just been a super professional and wonderful to us, and. Um, I just want to thank all of our listeners, and uh, we hope that you'll stay tuned. We're going to do podcasts in some venue or other, and we've got Well, it'll be found in most of the places where you can get your podcast. It'll be, definitely be on iTunes, probably tune in and other places where you can get, where you get your podcasts. Okay, awesome. And yeah. we will be doing some fresh new ideas over the months to come. We don't know what yet, but and we've got, you know, four years of weekly shows, so there are literally hundreds of podcasts for you to listen to and they're all fabulous. If I do say so myself. Uh, <laughs> most of them most of them we didn't do. That's why I can say that. <laughs> so Todd, any No, I just love doing this show too and I um you know, I'm I'm gonna miss it. Um, I enjoy this whole experience, and I, I just enjoy the opportunity to connect with people and to have conversations that, you know, that are outside of the normal realm of what we often talk about. So um, I look forward to continuing that in, in all the ways that we will continue to do that. So I don't have a regret there because I know I will continue. 
Right. And I want to just leave with the idea that if you give it your all, you're going to not regret anything. And that's the from the bottom of our hearts, we really hope that all of you will fight for what you really need and will fight for the needs of others and for the needs of the earth. And if you do, you'll regret nothing at the end of your life and at the end of each day. So keep fighting for what's right and you'll be happy. Yes. Signing off, Todd and Helen. <laughs> love you. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Inner Revolutionary Radio. The next episode will broadcast live next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be inspired. Join us.